Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Swung on and hit in the air to deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Here's the 0-2. Cut on and miss. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Thank you for listening to Yankees Baseball. Have a good night. And Avon from A-Rod. Robbie Cano, a don't you know. Can you imagine? Hello, Yankee fans, and welcome to Pinstripes and Bright Lights, a podcast dedicated to baseball lore and the stories that surround our beloved New York Yankees. I'm John Sterling, and over the past three decades, I've seen every single game they have played and called nearly every pitch. As you can imagine, I have many stories to tell, and I look forward to sharing some of them with you on this show. Baseball is a game rich with tradition and rooted deeply in our shared memories. And as I look back over my time behind the mic, we'll revisit some of your favorite baseball moments and give you an opportunity to share your own sports lore. Because baseball memories aren't reserved for players and broadcasters, baseball memories are made with every trip to the ballpark. They're made at home, gathered around the game with friends and family. They're made at every playground, park, and backyard where the game is played. And as a true fan, I know you're dedicated and committed to this team, well, just like I am, and that makes us part of something much bigger than any one game or season. So before I share my favorite stories, I'll open up the mailbag, I'll read letters from you, the fans, hear your stories and find out why you love this team. And I, for one, can't wait to hear them. Now, today's letter comes from Jamie in Brooklyn, Dear John. When I think of what the Yankees mean to me, I immediately think of what my family and friends mean to me. I think of the baby pictures with me, with my Yankees hat and my Oshkosh Bagosh overalls on. I think of my own baby boy's Yankees hat on in his bassinet at NYU. I think of sitting with my dad, learning the game, while Rizzuto is hollering, Holy cow! And I hope that I can share similar moments with my son listening to, it is high, it is far, it is gone. I kicked my mother out of my room in 2003 while Game 7 of the ALCS was slowly killing me from the inside out, only to be saved by our current manager in extra innings. I've been to playoff wins and quiet midseason losses. I had my first date with my wife at a Yankees game which led to my favorite Yankees fan of all, my son, Cullen. Please don't stop doing what you do. Love and respect. That's Jamie in Brooklyn. I just thought of a a little story 
that I thought you might get a kick out of to when Jamie said he kicked his mom out of his bedroom. He was dying, and the Yankees are losing all game long in the seventh game of the ALCS. Here's the story. Phil Rizzuto, who you mentioned, showed me a back way to the stadium. We both lived in Jersey. And this is game seven of the ALCS in 2003. So I'm driving. And as I'm driving on these back streets in the Bronx, the traffic is unbelievable. Well, what happened? There was a water main break. And I swear to you, I honestly did not think I was going to make the stadium. Now, Jason Giambi said the same thing. He didn't think he could make the stadium. The water main break caused streets to be barricaded and you couldn't get there. And in New York City, when you can't get there, baby, you can't get there. As it turned out, Giambi was a whole lot more important than I was. He had two home runs off Pedro to keep the Yankees in the game till they had that great rally in the eighth inning. Anyway, they had the great rally in the eighth inning. And what you do... If you're the home team, you used your best pitches because once it's tied in the ninth inning, you never have the opportunity to close a game. You either win it in your half or they win it in their half, but you're never ahead where you use your closer. So you bring in your best right away. Well, (laughs) who was the Yankees' best? It was Mariano. And Mariano shut them down in the ninth, in the 10th, and in the 11th. And he came back to the dugout to Joe Torrey and Mel Stoudemire, pitching coach, and he said, I'm okay, I can go out. And they said, no way. We're not endangering your career even for this game. Well, then Aaron Boone hit the home run, and they didn't have to send anyone out. Can you imagine if they did? So that's a night that I guess I will absolutely never forget. Well, as many of you know, I've been the Yankee broadcaster now for 30 years. I know, it it sounds unbelievable to me, too. It seems more like three or four or five years, but, hey, it's been 30 years. But anyway, what it's meant with the Yankees is I have broadcast every game that Derek Jeter played, and I have broadcast every game that Mariano pitched. I will say this. Jeter has a great sense of humor, and, um, and we became very good friends that um, a writer named Brian Hoke went to Jeter in his final year, in his final week or so. And he said to him, you know, John Sterling has seen every single game you've played. And so Jeter said, boy, you must be tired of seeing me play. <laughs> and so that's true of Mariano. Now this has been written, but they, they don't see it as well as I do. You broadcast every single game they play. So, Mariano, he comes up to the Yankees in the minor leagues in 1995. People don't even remember that he pitched in 1995. They didn't know what to do with him. He had had serious arm injury in operation, and he, they didn't think he was a great prospect. You know, the minor league teams send in reports every single day. 
to the major league team. So the Yankees' great Gene Michael Stick, who um, was a phenomenal baseball scout, could look at the game and see everything, so many things that we don't see. So he's in his office, and he's reading the reports coming down from Columbus. And he looks at this report. He can't believe it. This guy, Mariano Rivera, who was throwing 90, let's say, now is throwing 95, 96. He, he couldn't believe it. He called up Columbus. Is this right? Yes, it's right. Well, they brought him up. And he pitched a game on a Friday night in Chicago. And he pitched a shutout. And it was maybe he gave up X number of hits, two, three, four hits. He was brilliant starting pitcher now. The Chicago players, to show you what wonderful sportsmen they were, the next day in the newspapers <laughs> blamed their scouting staff. <laughs> uh, the reports were all wrong. We didn't know he threw that hard. And that's why we didn't hit him, blah, 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 blah. They pushed it off on someone else. So Mariano didn't have the same luck in starts. And near the end of the year, he was in the bullpen. And the Yankees play that fateful five-game series which changed people's lives in Seattle. I always call it a kind of like um, Sidney Carton out of Charles Dickens, the best of times and the worst of times. The best of times, Don Mattingly finally made the playoffs. Buck Showalter trotted out when they introduced the team before the first game, the greatest ovation I've heard in Yankee Stadium. He and Mattingly, they tore the place down. And the Yankees won that game. Mattingly had a home run. The place went berserk. And the next game was in the cold and rain in Yankee Stadium and went 15 innings. And finally, Jim Lairitz got the first, decidedly the least, of his two enormous Yankee home runs by winning the second game in the 15th inning. I'll tell you one thing about that game you get a big kick out of. Game is over. And, of course, they're playing Frank's New York, New York. Well, the cops had been ringing the field, you know, basically foul line to foul line. And as late as it was, in the cold and the rain, the cops are leading the fans singing New York, New York. <laughs> it was great. It was so great. So we go to Seattle, and I don't have to tell you the rest. They lose three games in a row in the Saturday game, the Yankees got off to a big lead. O'Neill hit a, a three-run home run. Bernie Williams hit homers from both sides of the plate. Yankees had a five-run lead, and Seattle crushed the Yankees. Edgar Martinez hit a grand slam. So they go to the final game, the fifth and final in Seattle, the Kingdom. They had 60,000 people in the Kingdom. It was the noisiest place I've ever been. It was so exciting. And noise from the first pitch to the last pitch. And the Yankees hold the lead till the eighth inning. Uh, David Cohn is throwing like 170 pitches. <laughs> He's totally exhausted. And there's a guy on. There's a guy out. Mariano is warming up in the bullpen. They never bring him in. On the last batter, the Cohn face. Pinch hitter Doug Strange, a left-hand hitter. He bounced a splitter. 
tying run scored, and then you know the faithful Edgar Martinez two-run double won the game, and the Yankees, in one of the worst moments I can remember, flew back. It was like a death scene on the plane. They knew that everything was over. All because Showalter didn't trust what he had in Mariano Rivera. If he brings him in, I guarantee you he gets him out. His fastball was exploding. He didn't throw a cutter then. All high fastballs. And as Rivera said, yeah, they were fast, but straight as a string. If they had brought him in, Showalter would have kept his job. There'd be no Joe Torre. He would never have the success as a Yankee manager. He never would have made all the money he made as a Yankee manager, then as a Dodger manager, and now in the front office of baseball. (laughs) Now, if you want um, an afterthought, the next year, Joe Torre is the manager, Mel Stoudemire is the pitching coach, and early on, they saw something in Rivera. And I'll tell you how much they saw. I remember it so clearly. He pitched against Kansas City. Over, he exited a homestand, Kansas City and somebody in Minnesota. So on the homestand, he pitched against Kansas City, and every time he pitched, one, two, three. And you saw the stream of milk coming to home plate. He was brilliant. So they can't pitch him every day. That was the formula in 96. Rivera in the 7th and 8th and Wetland in the ninth, And that's how the Yankees went all the way and won the World Series. That was the formula. So the next weekend they play Minnesota. And I, I, every batter, he'd come in. That's it. One, two, three, one, two, three. So at the end of the weekend, the manager of Minnesota – a fellow named Tom Kelly, who won two championships with the Twins, very honest guy, not worried about his job, not worried about what people think. He gave you honest answers all the time. And Kelly said, he said, I don't know what league that Rivera should pitch in, but he shouldn't pitch in this league. He deserves to be in a higher league. I hope we never see him again. Mariano Rivera. Well, that's our show for today. I look forward to telling more stories and hearing more of yours in the coming episodes. You want to talk baseball? Send email to john at pinstripespodcast.com. Give us your favorite Yankee story, or frankly, any team story. Ask a question or tell me what you'd like to hear about on the show. Now, if you like what you've just heard, be sure to subscribe and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find all the episodes online at pinstripespodcasts.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next time. Download and subscribe to Pinstripes and Bright Lights on radio.com and the radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.